I'm Amber. And I'm Becca. From cranberries to cows and everything in between, this is Forward Farming. guys welcome back to forward farming today we have another great guest joining us today and this one we wanted to get out right away because you know tech season is coming up and i'm sure if you guys are doing the books around your business you might be a little stressed um so we're here to help you out we have mary faber with us today and if you're not following mary on instagram you're going to want to give her a follow. Um, her handle is Mary T. Faber, and we'll link her in the show notes below. Um, but she, she's a virtual bookkeeper, you guys. She is all about QuickBooks. She can run your business, handle the finance sides if that's not your strong suit, because trust me, that's, that's not mine. And I wish, I almost wish we had a virtual bookkeeper because it sounds pretty nice, especially when everything's getting hectic with taxes coming up. So this is a really great episode if you are needing some help with your finances, um, with your business, or if you're looking to hire that out to someone, Mary handles anybody across the United States. So um, even though she is from Illinois, we still love her. So I hope you guys enjoy today's episode. And again, make sure you get those taxes done. It's creeping up. It's creeping up, guys. Good luck. All right. So today on the podcast, I'm so excited. We have my good friend, Mary Faber, um, also known as like the QuickBook goddess for anyone that, <laughs> that runs their own business and that needs help running their own business. Also, also um, may have led the junior champion Ayrshire at Expo. I'm still a little jealous of that, but you know, uh, Mary, thanks so much for coming on today. We are so excited to talk everything quick, QuickBooks, everything finances, and everything like getting your ish together. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I know uh, I still don't have that. I have you helping me, but I still don't have it together. So, um, for anyone that doesn't know you, do you just want to kind of introduce yourself? Um, maybe hear a little bit of your background, how you became uh, to what you're doing today. Yeah. Well, thank you both for having me. Um, my name is Mary Faber. And I am coming to you from Central Illinois. Um, I grew up on, I know, <laughs> don't hold that against me. I like spotted cow and cheese curds. So All right. maybe, can I, you know, anyways, <laughs> I grew up on a dairy and grain farm in Central Illinois, um, which is still operational today by um, my parents, my brother and my uncle. So um, went to college and entered the corporate workforce and held kind of a variety of different jobs um, after I earned my undergrad and then my MBA from Illinois State. Um, entered corporate workforce, I was a bank examiner, I was a credit loan, operating loan underwriter, I worked in farm insurance, and then entered the cooperative um, business um, where I started as a credit manager, working, helping getting co-ops credit cleaned up, and then switched to a different co-op. And then that job evolved from credit into full-fledged controller role, where I did, I always joked, I did everything um, that had, was touched by a number. Um, So I oversaw all of that from paying the bills, you know, managing the credit, um, patronage, fiscal year end responsibilities, the audit, um, payroll, 
but what that job really did is kind of um, kind of evolved and it, those are the services that I provide for my clients today. So how did I end up as a virtual bookkeeper? Um, well, I was given a choice and I submitted my two-week resignation to my job without a plan. So I, I'm not sure anybody why they walk away with a job without a plan. But can, can relate, can relate. <laughs> <laughs> I did that. I did that in October of 2020. Um, I walked away from that job. I kind of saw the writing on the wall that my kids were going to be going to remote schooling. And my husband is a ag teacher, FFA advisor, um, but they were in, he was in person for the whole duration of um, COVID. So I walked away um, and not, had no plan. I figured life would kind of take me um, somewhere, hopefully. And then, you know, during my, my retirement, you know, that's when my kids called it. And you know what? I retired. I um, kind of determined that I wanted to work from home and I miss numbers. I really miss working with the numbers, getting the numbers to balance, getting everything in its place. Um, you know, attention to detail. Um, I miss doing that. And a Google search led me to a virtual bookkeeper. And I was like, you know what? I think I could do that. And after a few push lights, I put a post. To know, this is 100% true. I put a post I've, on social media. I believe it. <laughs> I put a post on social media announcing my virtual bookkeeping business um, and then signed the client. One client led to two, two to four, four to eight. Um, as of right now, I'm working with over 50 clients um, from coast to coast in the United States. So um, wow. what do I do? How do I serve my clients as a virtual bookkeeper? The main thing I do is I manage their QuickBooks. I work exclusively with QuickBooks Online. Um, that program allows me the flexibility to remote into their books um, from my location. Um, I could be in some glamorous spot. I'm not. I'm usually just in Central Park, um, where the sun barely shines. So um, I do, I manage their QuickBooks. Um, you know, some of my clients, I pay their bills. Some of my clients, I send out their invoices. I do some of their payroll. It really just depends because everybody's small business is different and has different needs. Um, my clients are people that, whether they don't have a big enough business for a full-time bookkeeper or have chosen to go the virtual route. Um, I do have a couple clients that had somebody on staff and then decided to take it um, and now are working with me. So it's, it's pretty, it's absolutely amazing. Um, my clients are all somewhat, I'd say 90% are tied to agriculture somehow. Um, maybe not necessarily production agriculture, but they are tied somehow, whether, you know, they saw me on social media or, you know, one of my current clients recommended. So honestly, it's, it's, it's really, really cool. Um, I, I kind of laugh because I can't believe I'm actually doing this. Um, I, I do enjoy bookkeeping. I love it. And I'm probably in the 1% that do enjoy it. So mm -hmm. 
hey, job security, right? That's awesome to hear that it just started with, I don't want to say a drunk Instagram post, but you know, it took a little bit of courage to post that. And from that to turn into what you have today is pretty, pretty impressive. Um, I want to, before we move on from from that, um, Mary, I still remember we talked like right after I, I don't know if it was before, I think it was before I, um, actually was done with my job, but I had already quit. And I was just like, you know, going through one of those mental breakdowns. Mm -hmm. Um, and something you said to me, I just, I think needs to be said on here. Um, you were talking about how, um, you know, you had asked your husband, like, you know, how are we, how, how do we know it's going to be okay? And he, and you were, you know, you basically were like, I know that I have to make the money. Like I have to, I have to get it done. You said it like way better than I just tried to say right now, but that has stuck with me because, you know, now that I'm done, I'm like, I have to, um, I have to make it work. I have to, to do the thing to, to get to where I want to be. And I don't have another option. Like, so I, th- I think that's really cool that that was your mindset. And I mean, it obviously worked well for you. It did. And, you know, um, I will always remember when my mom said, well, what are you going to do when this doesn't, when this fails, referring to my virtual bookkeeping? And I was like, well, I guess I'll go back and get a job. I mean, that's not awful. Like it's not worst case scenario, but if it doesn't work, but I think one thing I, that was my focus. Building my business was my focus. I had to make it work. Um, and people trusted me um, with their books and you know, those people have, I, my first client, I'm still working with them today and they have numerous small businesses and I picked up their additional businesses. So it's, it's pretty cool. It is uh, pretty cool. I, if you would have asked me where I want, I, I wouldn't have guessed this at this point. Um, but yeah. Here I, I think am. it's important too, that you you know, agriculture, you grew up with it. It's hard to find people that are like, not that you're specialized in agriculture, but people Mm -hmm. that understand agriculture because doing bookkeeping, even like to find a tax person that understands Mm -hmm. agriculture and like, um, the schedule F forms and all that kind of stuff. Like it's hard to, because you can really mess up your taxes and you can really mess up your books if you don't know what you're doing. So I think that really gives you an edge for people in agriculture to, to, to know that we can trust you and that, um, that you know what you're talking about and like you have our best interests at mind. You know, I grew up, like I mentioned kind of in earlier, I, I grew up on a dairy and grain farm. So I always laugh that, you know, I have enough knowledge that, you know, maybe I'm not be an expert, but, you know, um, when I look at your books, I can kind of put, put things where they need to go. Um, you know, when, if somebody comes to me and they're looking to get their QuickBooks set up and they are a production agriculture-based company, you know, basing everything off that Schedule F is how I start. You know, I take a look at it and a good example is feed. You know, feed is a is an expense. If you have livestock, um, it is a business expense. Um, the Schedule F wants feed, but you know, at the end of the day, Becca, you know, we, we kind of, t- we've talked about it. Well, what was your feed for? You know, taking that feed category and breaking it open into, are you feeding calves? 
Are you feeding your pig? Are you feeding your fat steers? You know, what are you feeding? Because the IRS doesn't care that you're feeding X amount of dollars to, you know, a milk replacer and X amount of dollars to your fat and X dollars to your cow-calf. But you do, because that information is what you need to tell your business story and your business financials to help you make those business decisions. So, um, you know, I kind of try and build each client. Each client is so different, which is so cool, but everybody is so similar. Um, and, you know, I kind of laugh that I can just bounce across the country Um you know, I can go anywhere from a mobile vet in California to a pig semen company here in Illinois to a bakery. I mean, <laughs> there you have it. <laughs> as long as the pig semen doesn't get mixed in with the bakery. Ew. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I, I'm pretty sure they're safe, but. So uh, let's take a turn here. Um, ah, sorry. Just. It needed to be said. Okay. I'm not even um, drinking, you guys. <laughs> drinking water. Oh, just imagine if we weren't drinking how this would go. Um, so, Mary, I am not great with numbers. I think anybody that's listened to this show for a while has heard my uh, fumbles when it comes. I'm starting to kind of take over my mom's role in the office and do more of the bookkeeping. And I have no idea what I'm doing. Um, anytime she goes on vacation, it's like, okay, you need to figure out how to do payroll. You need to figure out how to pay the bills. You need to figure out how I have everything laid out. And it's very difficult to just like FaceTime her and be like, what do I do? How make this make sense for me? So is there, and, and we don't have QuickBooks by the way, so we can't like share a screen and have her walk me through it that way. Um, there are there any resources out there that you found maybe for me doesn't necessarily want to take like a college course or something just to kind of get the basics of bookkeeping, like bookkeeping 101, where you can just like mm-hmm. do a quick little lesson. Is there anything out there like that for folks like me? Um, there uh, exactly what you're talking about no no there's not but maybe one day in the near future there will be um you know last year i taught at our local community college and i taught a course called small business accounting and the small business accounting is kind of like what you're needing it's like that introduction to bookkeeping that okay when we're when we're looking at your books, okay, here's your balance sheet. What is a balance sheet? What goes on the balance sheet? What do these accounts mean on a balance sheet? Okay, you have your balance sheet and then you have your income statement or profit and loss. You know, that's got your income and your revenue, your (laughs) income and your expenses and hopefully a really nice, you know, um, net income, but net income means you have to pay taxes. Um, you know, and then where does everything fit into the puzzle? Um, I always laugh that it's like I have a thousand piece puzzle and every piece has a place, but where is that place in your puzzle? Um, you know, you know, for my clients that are kind of in your shoes, Amber, you know, we can go to, you know, 
we can start, I, I laugh. I do a lot of one-on-one -on -one training with um, people where we're literally sitting there with their QuickBooks and we go through it and helping them number one, get comfortable in the program and help then helping them understand what they're doing. How, you know, when you invoice a client, how that impacts your books or when you enter an expense in or pay a bill, where does it go? How do I categorize it? I think that is um, something that it's, it reminds me of like deer in a headlight for some people that you have this expense, you know, you've got to pay this bill, but where do I put it? What category? Um, what category do I put that right off? You know, where does it go? Um, but helping give them confidence. And but I want to say is that no two businesses are alike. And that what might be a business expense for you is not for might not be for somebody else. Um, you know, and at the end of the day, it's ultimately the person that signs your tax return, your tax preparer's decision um, on whether it is a business expense. And then, um, you know, if you're sitting there and you're like, what do I do with this? You know, maybe it's a simple, you know, going back. Is it a cell phone bill? Okay. Some people will call that a utility. Fair. Some people will call that a telephone expense. They're not wrong. The key is to just be consistent that each cell phone bill goes to the same spot. You know, and kind of, you know, I always laugh, you start at the basics, you know, you know, uh, it's no different than when we're talking to a consumer about dairy or cranberries um, that, you know, you kind of start, you know, they just want to start at the beginning and then we can advance. <laughs> it's like I, when you think of, uh, well, when I first started learning about the cranberry industry, there's just, there's so much to it. And for Amber, it's her second nature. So she, exactly. you know, and even for the dairy industry, like it's our second nature, but not that you need to dumb it down, but at the end, like you got to start. Yes, you do. <laughs> yeah. You got to dumb it down. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's how we got started. You, you set up my QuickBooks for me and then you kind of trained me on how to use it because I had tried to use QuickBooks in the past, but I didn't understand it. So I quit using it. Like, I, you know, what else are you going to do? And I went back to my old pen and paper and then at tax time, you're scrambling and you like take like way longer than you need to, to try and get all your stuff written down for your tax lady. Um, but to take the time to go to the basics and to have you set it up, especially with all the agriculture terms, because, you know, when I, when I did my QuickBooks, um, like the program or the, not the online, but the program that I tried to get, I didn't know how to make different categories. I didn't like, I didn't know how to do anything of that. So for you to be able to, to help someone get started, especially when they have never, um, like electronically done books before is, I mean, it's invaluable just to get everything set up, uh, you know, to begin with and then kind of learn how to use it. Mm -hmm. Um, and then you kind of like, let us fly, let us spread our wings. Yeah. You know, and here's the thing, like when you're starting a business, um, you're like, I can't afford it. And, you know, and I, I have a lot of people, they'll say, like, I'm just starting. I can't afford a bookkeeper. And while I get that, I've started a business before. <laughs> and you need to look at it as an investment. Because imagine if you started your QuickBooks yourself and you set it up wrong and it didn't work for you. 
and you run your business in six months. And when you finally get to that position where you're like, I need a bookkeeper, it's going to cost you so much more. I make a lot more, believe me. I mean, I, I mean, I do, I do a lot. Of, I do some cleanups where people that the QuickBooks has been neglected. Um, you know, they just haven't managed it. You know, I can go in and I can get those cleaned up and get them where they need to be. Where on the on the flip side, like Becca, you came right to me and you're like, hey, can you help me get this set up? Teach me from day one that we can walk through it from day one. And so it's being that proactive instead of reactive. But to kind of get everything set up for you. How easy is it? So we have an older accounting program on our computer. We have everything all set up. I'm pretty sure my grandma set it up like when she was still doing books. So it's like an old program where you have to like back up the files before you start using it. Otherwise it's like goes back to 2012 or something. And if you don't back it up before you close out of the program, everything you did is just erase. And again, it takes you back to 2012. How easy is it? It's awful. I screwed that up one time and I'm surprised I'm still here. Like I, <laughs> it was horrible, but we keep paper back. We, we back up with paper as well. How easy is it to take what we have from our program now and kind of switch it over to QuickBooks? Is that an easy process? I'm trying to sell my mom on QuickBooks. So like anything positive that you can <laughs> say to make this give easy, a sales pitch. give me a sales pitch. <laughs> yeah. Let's, well, let's talk about QuickBooks. Okay. Or an accounting software, you know, um, QuickBooks is what I know. And I always joke with my clients that if we're doing a one-on-one and I close my eyes, I'm not falling asleep. It is, I'm visualizing the program in my head because I'm in QuickBooks. I'm not even going to say the number of hours a day, but I'm in it a lot, a lot of, yeah. So QuickBooks is an accounting software. There are a lot of other options out there and, you know, you need to decide which one is the best for your business. Um, Each one has its pros and its cons. And, you know, there is nothing wrong with a pad of paper and a calculator or an Excel spreadsheet. It works. You're going to get the same numbers at the end of the day, but it's a matter of how much time you want to spend on that. Um, the accounting software is to hopefully make you more efficient, um, you know, and to get you that information quicker. Um, so for a few examples is that you can sync your bank account, um, that your bank transactions are automatically going to flow right into the program. So there's no, okay, what was my, the date, who did I pay, type in the amount. There's no more of that manual entry um, to kind of take out that operator error on um, when you key in the transaction and the time. Think about the amount of time that you would spend keying. You look at your bank statement, how many transactions in. So to me, that I mean, the accounting software is all about time saving. And as a small business owner, I mean, we wear all the hats, <laughs> and some hats I would rather not wear, like at all. Um, <laughs> But, you know, that where are you, where is your time best spent? And it's probably not keying in transactions. Um, so, you know, that, that's another thing. Um, you know, you can get everything synced in, banks, credit cards. And then kind of once you get the whole picture in there, 
the ease that you can get the financials and really start looking at your data. Um, that you can take, I want to look at my data from mid-month to mid-month or from week to week, look at my trends. Where am I making my money? You know, if you are a retail store or it's November and you're in production agriculture and you're like, ah, I need to defer income or I need to spend some money. Where, where do I sit? Um, to have that information at your fingertips, um, you know, you could be sitting there two days before your tax appointment, or you're sitting there right now crunching your numbers right before, you know, you sit down and do last year's taxes, and you're like, oh, shoot, I should have done A, B, C, D, E, F, whatever, um, but that, you know, if you got into your books a little bit more regularly, that maybe you could have seen that that you could have made a change. Um, how often do you need to do bookkeeping is a magical question. I mean, uh, it depends on your business. Like some businesses, I could say you can get in once a month and you'd be just fine. Some businesses need to be in there every single day. It depends on your business. Um, but I say every two weeks, it's like a habit you know, to get in there, to get in the practice, get in there doing it. Make sure your accounts are categorized. Reconcile your accounts. Um, I cannot stress this one enough because if your accounts aren't reconciled, things get out of balance. Um, when I was working at the co-op, the auditor, I asked the auditor, I'm like, how do I know I'm done? How do I know my work here is done? And he looked at me and he's like, when everything balances, and I'm like, you're right. Because if it doesn't balance, that means I'm missing a piece. I, something is not right. You know, at the end of the year, at the end of the month, at the end of the day, everything has to balance. Debits equal credits, you know, kind of if you want to throw out the accounting lingo, but it's got to balance. <laughs> so, you know, and to kind of get in there and make sure your books are in that position, and then once it is, you know, I was working with somebody that they didn't balance and they were with QuickBooks, you have to match transactions up. And it is and it is the easiest way to get sideways in the program is that if you invoice somebody, you invoice it out of QuickBooks, you need to match that deposit with that invoice. If you don't and record them separately, it's gonna make you look like a rock star on the income front, but your income's not going to be right. You're double booking your income. And I had somebody that did that and, you know. Income taxes, was, that's not, not going to be good. We, we caught it before taxes were filed, but it they were not impressed. But, you know, <laughs> that, that to me just kind of stresses the importance of, you know, going in and making, to reconciling because, if you were like, why are all these deposits still outstanding? You know, maybe not. That would be like, I'm double booking. Or um, with everything, you know, technology is so great. It allows me to do what I do every single day. But to take keep that constant eye on your bank account and your credit card to make sure everything that's coming through should be coming through. Um, you know, that unfortunately, fraud happens. Um, to kind of get in there and catch it. I had somebody that like, they had their credit card, somebody took it from last spring and it, it was 10 months later. 
And I'm like, what do I what? do? Oh I try. That's my worst nightmare. That is my worst nightmare. That, like mm-hmm. I wouldn't realize it or something. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, if somebody, it, it, you know, you want to steal my car and go to Casey's. I mean, we could. That's to say, like, they could go to, like, Culver's, you know, once a week. I wouldn't even notice it. But don't try to, like, go buy a $1,000. I don't know, because. I don't have a Good Culver's. luck. <laughs> My closest Culver's is, like, 45 minutes. Oh. Yeah. That's tough. That makes it even uh, worse you that you're in Illinois. I have Casey's, though. I mean, you uh, guys are big fans of Casey's. No. I mean, uh, their breakfast pizza, uh, well, I'll give you that. Thanks for being on the podcast, Mary. <laughs> yeah, we got to we'll, go. Uh, we'll see you uh, later. See ya. <laughs> um, it's another thing that maybe there's other accounting services like this, but what I really like about QuickBooks is that there's the app for it. Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of makes it easy to... to. I know you can like take pictures of receipts for later. Um, I do a lot of the mileage um, keeping track of that, like with the app rather than getting on my computer to, to do it. Uh, so it's just, it's, it's a lot of the, the ease of doing it. Like you said, technology is great. Um, and we're kind of in a time where technology is, I don't know, I don't want to say taking over, but at the same time, it's, it's right at our fingertips. So it's, it's a lot easier to kind of keep up with your books when you can do it right from your phone. Yeah, absolutely. So if you have QuickBooks online, everybody that has that subscription, um, yes, you have to pay for it. Um, the QuickBooks, you ha- it has an app. Um, the app you can download on your smartphone. And I'm going to say you can do 95% of what you can do on the browser. The browser, which you could be on the beach. You can be in a grain cart. You could be in the calf barn. You can be in the cranberry box. And you could be doing your bookkeeping while you're waiting. Um, you know, I, that's kind of the beauty of my job is that I could do it from absolutely anywhere. But it allows me the flexibility that my family needs. Like today, when we had broken glasses at 10 o'clock in this morning. Like, seriously, kids? Seriously? <laughs> but anyways, my kids are great. Um, but, you know, the app... <laughs> That you can, you know, you can do all of that via the app. Um, Becca mentioned the re- receipt capture, the remote capture, that if you're at a, if you're at that gas station, you have that receipt, you can snap a picture of it right from the console of your vehicle, because I'm going to wager that there's no way in heck that receipt from Farm and Fleet or, you know, Aid or Quick Trip that is going to actually make it to the farm office for people to where it needs to be. That once you leave the store, you snap a picture of it in the app. You don't even need to do anything, upload it. And then the next time you sit down and do books, hopefully it's not 12 months later, um, that it's sitting there waiting for you to categorize. Um, You know, the perk of the online filing cabinet is that those receipts are then attached to that transaction. So, you know, if you're sitting there and you've got a couple of years of history in the program and you're like, why did I spend so much money in this month at this store? You can click on that transaction. If you have those receipts attached, it's right there. Um, you know, if you're sitting there and, you know, maybe somebody has a question or, 
what, what, how much money did I spend in repairs in this month? You can literally click on that. And if you have everything uploaded, you're going to be able to see all of those receipts within seconds. Because if you're, I mean, I filed, I, and the receipt you needed was never filed in the right spot. That the, so time you saved, yes, it's a habit of getting used to doing it and kind of transitioning that way. But it's such a time saver. And then, you know, with the app, so you can track your mileage. Um, you know, if you're going to do something, if you're taking cattle to the locker, if you're, you know, um, a, you know, selling beef that way, or whatever you may be, you know, if the virtual bookkeeper is actually meeting one of her clients face to face or something like that, I just turn on the app and, um, you know, track that mileage. It works really, really well. Um, so there's a lot of features you can invoice from it. You can put your expenses in it. Um, like I said, you can do almost everything. Um, somebody's going to find something that you can't do, but, um, the main thing it's more for the convenience, easy convenience. Well, that was a pretty good sales pitch. So thank you. Hopefully <laughs> that gets us somewhere. <laughs> um, this might be too broad of a question, but okay. tax season is coming up. What should we have at this point? Like what, how can we set ourselves up for success when we either do our taxes ourselves or take it to someone? Well, number one, you hire a virtual bookkeeper and all of that is outsourced <laughs> and you don't have to worry about it. But, you know, if you don't have that, I think the big thing is, is, you know, to have a, a, some type of record keeping, either an accounting software or, you know, if you're in a Excel spreadsheet, have that ready and organized, um, you know, and then the next step is when you sit down, ask for feedback, um, you know, what are other business expenses that I may be, may be missing, um, you know, or your questions like that because there's always room for improvement. I, I do not recommend doing it the night before, two days before your appointment. I get it, believe, <laughs> believe me, I've, I've got a, enough commitments coming up that I'm gonna be pushing the procrastinator. Um, my type one um, Enneagram is about ready to like blow up, but there's only three hours in the day. Um, but you know, kind of maybe make it a goal of once a month to get into your books and sit down and do it, um, you know? And then, you know, especially in as much as you don't want to in that busy season, your busy, busy season, because that's when you probably need to be in it the most. Um, and then, you know, if you have a tax person you like, do what they say, <laughs> <laughs> do what they say, and use their accounting, whatever accounting software that they want you to use, that they are the most comfortable with. Um, I don't do my family's books. And some people are like, oh, your family won't even. No, my family has an absolutely amazing tax person. Absolutely amazing. And like, I, he uses an accounting software that I don't use. So I get it. You know, go to what works best for you in your situation. Um, and then, you know, if you need, you know, if it's a question where you have questions and find that resource, which is, 
um, I think with anything, um, finding that person that if you have questions to ask, um, ask a question, talk to your tax person, um, and you know, try and learn as much as you can. There's a, you'd be surprised what somebody's like, well, how did you learn everything about QuickBooks? Guys, I never took a QuickBooks course. I never once took it. Um, at my old job, they had one of their business enterprises was running QuickBooks. So I used it. Um, and then once I decided to start my own business, I became a QuickBooks Pro Advisor. So I took their exam and became certified. What does that mean? My clients, I can get them a discount on the program, the cost of the program. But everything I've learned in QuickBooks, I've self-taught myself in YouTube or help articles. Um, a lot of it, sometimes it takes a little bit to find out what you need, but you can figure it out eventually. No, gosh, I, I just wish that there was a course that someone would teach us the basics on QuickBooks in regards you know, to agriculture and I really wish nice. someone would do it, you know? <laughs> I know. Wouldn't that be like, that would be way dreamy. Now, when I take a look at like my goals from the business, um, that is, it's something that's been on my radar um, because there's such a need mm -hmm. that um, my goal is to hopefully have something by the fall of 2023 out there that, you know, it could be geared towards you know, uh, work at your own pace, pre-recorded videos, um, kind of like Amber, as you mentioned, kind of going back to that small business accounting. Um, I've seen people that are scared to ask questions um, because they, they, they're scared. Like That's me. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have a clue what, what this is or where it is, but to kind of, kind of take you back to, you know, that small business accounting, build, building that accounting framework and then, okay, once we have that framework set, kind of then going into QuickBooks, okay? Once you are comfortable with the income sheet and uh, balance sheet, then taking and putting, plugging numbers into it. Because there's no point, you know, starting in the middle or the back end if you don't understand it. You know, a good analogy is if you're going to build a house, I'm sorry, I'm going to invest on my, you know, the guts of my house, the foundation and all of that stuff because my carpet is the cheapest carpet you're ever going to find because number one, I have kids. Granted, it's what everybody sees, but, you know, so and kind of investing in yourself. Um, so in my mind, my course is kind of doing that. Um, you know, I like working with people one-on-one -on -one because I understand financials are sensitive. Um, and I had somebody said they hired me because that I wouldn't run into them at the grocery store and I wouldn't be talking about their business. Which is sad, but I, I hear a lot of people talking about that, like going to your bank and then having them, you know, know, you know, know your stuff and gossiping mm -hmm. about it and stuff. Cause here's the thing, you know, yes, I see all that information and I learn best with examples and I can share examples of my clients but I'm never going to mention their name. I'm going to make it so that nobody can figure out it is. If you can figure out that I'm talking about you, we've got, <laughs> I'm, I'm not doing very good. Um, you know, because I keep my client list very, very tightly guarded and people only know that others are working with me is if they talk about it. 
um, because I get that. Um, so that's why I offer one-on-one, -on -one, um, you know, we jump on a Google, we jump on a chat, and we actually dive right into your own QuickBooks. And so it's not like a course where, you know, you're working on a case study and, well, this might apply to my business, but this doesn't. So I'm just going to close my eyes for five minutes. Um, you know, we literally are sitting there and we're doing everything in your QuickBooks. So we can use, I can usually knock it out with people from, from no QuickBooks experience. We can do three to four sessions is, is pretty good. And then we take a few months off and we'll come back just because things pop up. And then I had somebody that I worked with them last spring and they're like, we need to talk about reports. So when we worked with them in last March, there's such little numbers in the system that we literally sat down um, a few weeks ago and we actually talked about all the reports so they can actually really start looking at that um, and then the capabilities of the program. That's awesome. Yeah. That's very nice. Like when, when my folks leave, I have to email our accountant. I'm like, hey, they're gone. If I call you, can you just like block out an hour of your time? Because it's probably an emergency. So he's like, yep, yeah, that's fine. No problem. So I've got him on speed down. I'm like, oh my God, what do I do? So it would be still, nice. <laughs> was that like the first time you did payroll, you did it wrong or something and you had to call him and you're like, uh. yes, <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. And I had to go through and like delete a bunch of stuff. And like, it was, it was a disaster, but this payroll year. I honestly, I do, I do a lot of payrolls. I did two payrolls today. Um, I still get nervous about it just because it's somebody's paycheck. What happened? I messed it up. So yeah. Um, and it's like, if you screw something up, you got the government coming after you. And the worst part of it for me is we have to call in like our state withholding tax information. Like we go through the phone and like type it all in. Wow. And then they give, and then they give you a confirmation number and you have to, and we have to write it down and they read it so fast. And I'm like trying to pay attention. And I'm like, I'm going to screw it up. I'm going to screw it. Like it's, it's awful. My anxiety is so bad whenever I do this. Well, I'm just going to throw, I work with a third party payroll provider because, um, and they will file all of that state and federal they will file it and pay that for you. So all, well, I think you got client, a new client. <laughs> when I do payroll, the information that I get is the number of hours. So Becca worked zero hours, but you know, put the hours in and hit submit. <laughs> and then they do the rest. Um, because somebody's like, well, what, well, I can do that. You're right. I could do that. But do you really, really want to, um, with the responsibility of the state and federal withholding that what a third party payroll provider charges, it, it it's so worth it. <laughs> yeah. It's scary. It's a lot of anxiety, but you know, no, I, I get I, it. <laughs> we have like okay. this we have like this paper that all of our information is written down on and it's just like falling apart because it's been used for long, Probably long take a time. That. Probably that'd be helpful, huh? <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Maybe do a video of it. Maybe like put it in a safe so nothing happens to it. 
it's got like coffee all over it and just random oh, stains. Tears from me. I don't know if I'm <laughs> doing this right. <laughs> oh. You know, I I get that because bookkeeping, you either love it or you hate it. And um, it, it, it there's believe me, everyone's like, oh, you know what I hate with my business? And Becky's probably gonna laugh. I hate the social media and I hate the marketing. I hate the advertising. And I, I know I can do it. I just don't enjoy it. I mean, I built a, a large, a decent social media following for my family in dairy. That's how I met Becca. And it's not, it's not something I enjoy doing. And especially nowadays with my business. So, you know what? I outsource it. Um, I outsource my social media. Um, I outsource my website. So stuff that I don't enjoy doing um, in your business is there's a lot of people out there that enjoy it. So, you know, yeah, I need to get better at it, but baby steps. Baby I was going to ask if you like the number side of things, what's like your weak side, but it's the marketing. Yeah, I get it, but I don't want to do it. Um, I think that the, the light bulb moment to me was I had my business and it was last spring. So I'd had my business like 15 months and somebody approached me in person and they were like, you know, what are you doing these days? And I was like, oh, you know, it's my business. And they're like, oh, well, we didn't realize you still had your business. And I was like, well, why is that? Because at the beginning, you were talking about it on social media, and we haven't seen anything for several months. And the light bulb went off. I was like, you're right, you haven't, because that to-do list has posted social media that just kept getting pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed. And so nothing was ever posted. And so that was literally when I went and I reached out um, and I started outsourcing my social media. Um, and a lot of people think I do it, which is a true testament to how amazing my social media person is. So, um, yeah, she can capture my true love of Bushlight. <laughs> I'm still waiting. You guys are both got Bushlight goodie boxes, but that's like, I think I'm just going to completely retire if I ever get a Bushlight. I see. Oh, Oh, <laughs> I have a job. <laughs> I haven't. Oh God, yeah, I haven't drank that since college. She, <laughs> for for reference, Am, Amber's got a Keystone Light sweatshirt on. It's I fine. Hit now. the lever on my chair and just sank down. That just oh. represents how I'm feeling right now. <laughs> Amber out. Anyway. All right, before we before we wrap up, Amber, should we do some uh, rapid fire questions? Ooh. Yes. Yeah, we didn't warn you about this. Sorry. Surprise. Uh, hey. Um, you can go first. Okay, Mary from Illinois. Let's let's see what other poor judgments you. I'm just kidding. That was mean. That was mean. I'm sorry. Um, what's your favorite color? Uh, maroon. That'd be I, a like red. That I like red yeah. cows. I have red dogs. That's I do true. not well, like your new dogs. puppy is not red. He's, is he? he's, oh he's yeah, a, he's like yeah. A, okay. He's like I thought a, it was brown. He he 
is, but they like, we're gonna get really technical. He's Aussie so I have a high maintenance dog, um, but depending on the lighting and- He's got a he little red tones. Yes. Yeah, he's, right. he's we'll a- let it slide. Red, red. So, yeah. All right, so uh, you've got a bush light and a spotted cow in front of you. Ooh. What are you, what are you gonna pick? Draft, bottle, or can? I was gonna say, that's a very important question. Tap. Draft uh, oh. is gonna be spotted cow. Bottle, 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 spotted cow, bush light can. But that's fair. That's yeah. appropriate. Yeah. I would ask uh, how many times you've smuggled spotted cow into your home state, but I don't want you we to don't get, get you in trouble. Out. I am a hundred percent out of spotted cow. And oh, tomorrow I'm going to be in northern Illinois, and it's going to be like I gotta look at the map again. I think it's like twenty minutes from the border. So you're gonna to come to Wisconsin. You gotta do it. Cross the border. But I'm not gonna be in my vehicle. That's the problem. So you just gotta sweet talk them. Let's see. Yeah. It may be. Just find a really good restaurant and be like, "Oh shoot, it's a little farther north. Is that okay?" Let's go to Culver's. <laughs> yeah. 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 So I I don't know. We'll. I, don't be surprised. <laughs> All right, Amber, one more. What you got? Ooh. Um, if you are going to the movies, what, if you're going to the theater, what kind of candy are you smuggling in? Gummy bears. What kind? Like brand? Yeah, what brand? Do you have a brand? Oh, she's frozen. <laughs> um, I would answer for her. It's whatever ones are in like the the gold bag. What brand they, is that? Are they Haribo? Yeah, that would be. Are those in answer. the gold bags? I don't know. I think so. Whatever ones in the gold bag. I see her eating those. <laughs> she looks so cute. She just R.I.P. to Mary. We just lost her. <laughs> Apparently that question is so- what. Oh, good. <laughs> oh, no, she left. <laughs> okay, I don't well, know. I'm that sorry wrong? I offended her with my gummy bear question. Um, but let's. <laughs> oh, Mary, I know you can't hear us right, right now. So you're going to hear us when this episode goes live. But thank you so, so much for coming on the podcast because I still learned a lot again. And I think it's so yes. important to. Um, practice good book bookkeeping because it makes life so much easier down the down the road. So thank you to Mary for giving us her knowledge. Um, if you want to follow her on Instagram, I should. She's at Mary T Faber, uh, F A B as in boy E R. So go give her a follow. Uh, see all of her fun bush light pictures and ask her some questions um, that you have for her because she is a really great resource to have and she's very helpful and she's great. Oh, she's uh, back. Uh, no, my internet literally just went down. <laughs> I was, yeah. Anyway, sorry. Oh, maybe not. <laughs> yeah. I'm back. 
the face that you were just frozen on. Me? <laughs> yeah. I don't like this. Well, uh, Mary, <laughs> we were just closing you out. So uh, do you want to tell people where they can follow you at, other than Instagram? Because we just told them where to follow you. <laughs> Yeah, no, honestly, Instagram or uh, that's probably that's where I'm the most active. Um, I do have profiles on Facebook and I do have a website, um, Mary T. Faber. So, yeah, if you Google Mary T. Faber solutions in your search bar, hopefully you are able to find me. Great. Well, and I'll list all of her information down below in the show notes. So if you guys do have questions, feel free to check there and um, reach out to Mary with any questions that you might have. But Mary, thank you so much for coming on our show today. And I, Beck and I were talking, we learned so much from you tonight. And hopefully I'm going to send this episode to my mom. So hopefully she can learn a little something, something too. And maybe we can take your class together because- the more or, the merrier it'll be a good time or i'll just come to wisconsin you can you know one-on-one training and get spotted cow we'll get spotted cow we'll bring the gummy bears we'll get you all set to deal with this nightmare and <laughs> it'll be great because you know what everybody says that their books are pro- pro- they come to me and like our books are probably the worst that you've ever seen and i disagree everybody's books are different and that makes this my job exciting, I think. So your books probably aren't that bad, but we can bring them into 2023. Yeah. Well, that's what we need. So thank you again for coming on here today. And if you guys are not following us already, feel free to follow us over at Forward Farming Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, sometimes YouTube when it works. Um, and I'm over at Cranberry Chats and Becca is over at Becca Hilby. And if you haven't yet, please leave us a rating and review on Apple, uh, Spotify, wherever you can find us, please leave us a rating because that really helps us out. So thank you guys so much for listening and we'll see you next week. Bye.